You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1 to 5, Remember and Obey. Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. So Moses is reminding the children of Israel of God's words and works over the past 40 years that they had witnessed. But he is not just recounting history, he is putting a theological perspective on it. He's demonstrating that they have a personal God who responds and reacts to their behavior. They should see that in all that happened to them, God remained sovereign. This was the conquest generation children of the Exodus generation who had been wandering for 40 years. There would be great benefit to them to obey. The three aspects of the covenant were blessing, descendants, and land. Here he says that they will live, increase, and possess the land. Moses encourages them to look back. They were to recall God's faithfulness in guiding them and providing for them in supernatural ways. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these forty years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out, and your feet did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. God could have given them everything they wanted and needed before they asked, but then they never would have learned to depend on him. It may have seemed like a waste to wander for forty years, going in circles, but our times of waiting are never wasted. They were not there uh, learning dependence on God only until they could be self-sufficient. The purpose of these years of testing and affliction, in addition to being a punishment for their lack of faith when they were on the verge of going in last time, was to humble them and test them so their sincerity and obedience would be proven. They were fed with manna, something never seen before or since, and the method of collecting it demonstrated faith in God's instructions and thankfulness for his provision. It was a sign of something deeper. They had to learn that they needed more than bread. They needed God's word daily. And since the manna came at God's direct command, so their sustenance was directly because of his word. And miraculously, their clothes did not wear out in all that time, nor did their feet uh, swell during all the walking they did. And Deuteronomy 29.5 says their sandals didn't wear out either. So all of this was from a loving father disciplining his children. Verses 6-9, to nine, Description of the Promised Land This good God, who has provided for them so far, deserves to be obeyed and feared, or revered. In contrast to the desolate wilderness, now they would be going into a good land full of abundance. It's described this way, 
For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, and deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. They would have everything they'd need and want. In Jeremiah 2, 6 and 7, God speaks of this contrast. The Lord who brought us up out of Egypt and led us through the barren wilderness, through a land of deserts and ravines, a land of drought and utter darkness, a land where no one travels and no one lives. I brought you into a fertile land to eat its fruit and rich produce. So in the wilderness they had to be dependent on God because they had nothing. It was a lesson in trust. But in the promised land, everything would be there waiting for them. Matthew Henry says our obedience needs to be first careful because we are to observe to do, then universal, we are to do all the commandments, and then three, from a good principle with a regard to God as the Lord and their God with a holy fear of him. Verses 10 to 18, don't feel proud and self-sufficient. Moses encouraged them to look forward. Because it is such a bountiful land that would give them all they needed, there was a danger that they would forget the source of the blessing and think they did it themselves. They would stop relying on God. Instead, they should be thankful. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. So there's a link between forgetting God and failing to obey his laws. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. So pride is the root of our forgetfulness and their pride comes from the wealth that they see they are producing. Hosea 13.6 says, When I fed them, they were satisfied. When they were satisfied, they became proud and then they forgot me. They needed to remember where they had come from and what they went through. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you so that in the end it might go well with you. So they had bread, water, and protection throughout their forty-year sojourn. The end game is that God will do good to them, and all these blessings are to be enjoyed with thankfulness to the giver for the gift. Solomon will say, Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. So you may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember, the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms His covenant, which He swore to your ancestors as it is today. 
A classic example of this kind of pride is in King Nebuchadnezzar. Twelve months later, as the king was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon, he said, Is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? That's in Daniel 4. So as a result, God humbled him for seven years. And this is a common view even today that people think it's because they work hard and that they are successful. And there is an aspect of truth to that, but here they are reminded that the first cause is the God who enables them to work. If God doesn't bless us with health, or if he takes it away, all our efforts will produce nothing. So all of these blessings were coming to them because God was a faithful, covenant-keeping God. Verses 19 and 20, Consequences of Forgetting and Disobeying Then similar to the warning in Deuteronomy 4, um, 25-31, Moses warns them, If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. Like the nations the Lord destroyed before you, so you will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. So there was a progression to this sad end. First, they'd forget God, then they'd follow and worship other gods, and as a result, God would destroy them as surely as he destroyed the nations who were there in the land before them. The precedent would be set when they entered Canaan and displaced and destroyed those idol-worshipping nations. Since they'd see God's ability and determination to do it to them, they would know he could and would do it to them, as well, if they followed the same path. Scarlet Threads So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or application to the Gospel do we find in this chapter? God wanted them to learn that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And Jesus quoted this verse during his temptation, when tempted to turn stones into bread to feed his hunger. He said his food was to do God's will. God led them through many difficulties for his purposes and for their good. Jesus himself faced the most se severe trials and overcame them. God doesn't always take his people on an easy path, but he is there with them and will accomplish his purposes. Moses said God tested them in the wilderness for 40 years, but they often failed because they forgot God's word. Jesus was tested in the wilderness for 40 days, reliving the experiences of Israel in his life, and passed the test because he recalled God's word, which sustained him. We should know God's word so we can pass our tests. And they were to remember how he provided for them faithfully for 40 years. And Jesus said we shouldn't worry because God will provide for us. Moses said God was disciplining them as a loving father does his child and he still does that to his children. They were warned that if they were blessed with wealth, they may forget God. The Bible elsewhere warns against this as well. Jesus was rich in heaven, yet he gave it up and became poor, so we may become rich. We need to heed this warning too. We in the West are wealthy beyond many in the world and beyond the vast majority throughout history. Moses encouraged them to look back and to look forward and see the, those things through the lens of faith in a faithful God. 
and we should also do the same. They were given these blessings because of his promises. All our blessings come through Christ and the New Covenant. You've been listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Deuteronomy chapter 9. May God bless the study of his word.